God loves everybody. Everybody. No one is riffraff to him. He loves slaves, women, children, street children, heroes, CEOs, immigrants and citizens, back pew people, front pew people, people on the platform, people who rarely come to church, dirty, clean, rich, poor, tattooed and pierced or not, married, single, confused or searching, outcasts and misfits, they are precious in his sight. It is the fourth Sunday of Advent. We're so glad to see you. I'm glad to see you anyway. And uh, it's only two more sleeps. <laughs> two more sleeps till Christmas. Now, if your family is like ours, I don't know if you are or not, but uh, chances are you have some traditions in your home traditions that your family has come to embrace over the years. Some of them, some of them may be very sacred. Some of them may be a little quirky. One of our favorites, kind of skews to the quirky side, is the Christmas ding-dong ditch. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if you have noticed, but uh, in these parts, uh, this part of the country, well, really everywhere in the winter, the nights are darker and longer, and and our family came up with a way this time of year to redeem some of those uh, quiet nights of uh, silence. We like to drive to somebody's house after we've cased it for a few days, (laughs) because you have to make sure you have the getaway path. You have to know if there are any... uh, curbs or any bushes that you have to hurdle or any dogs in the neighborhood, loose and unfettered dogs. But we like to drive to someone's house and ring the doorbell or knock, doesn't matter, we hope they have a doorbell, and we run. After, after we have left a surprise on the doorstep. Now, Sometimes we hide around the corner of the house and wait. Other times Cheryl has the getaway car ready and ready to go and all ready and drive as we make our way. And snow and ice always makes a getaway an adventure, you know. (laughs) But of course, that's half the fun. Sometimes we'd leave some of Cheryl's delicious cookies. Sometimes... Sometimes we'd leave an envelope with cash if we knew there was a need in the home. But our favorite item to leave, our favorite item to leave, (laughs) I don't even know how we came up with this, really. You know, 
What could we leave? A pineapple. We added the sunglasses this year. All I can tell you is it's a hoot on Sunday morning when you hear people standing around talking, we found the weirdest thing on our porch last night. In the book of Revelation, in the book of Revelation is a verse that probably we don't uh, often read during Christmas celebrations or Advent celebrations though many of us have heard Jesus' words. Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. This morning, indulge me for a few minutes. I want to link Jesus' words from Revelation with Luke's narrative of the first Christmas to show you how God knocked on the door of the world as loudly and as clearly as he could and left the greatest gift of all on the doorstep of the world. Are you ready? Luke chapter 2. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child." And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Several years ago I visited the Holy Lands and visited the shepherd's cave where um, tradition tells us this announcement, this what's going to happen next took place. And I remember as I stood there wondering, I, I wonder what the shepherds were doing that night, what they were talking about. Telling sheep stories about the one that got away, maybe counting stars and talking about Yahweh's promise to Abraham, maybe even wondering aloud, would this be the day? Would this be the day when the Deliverer would come? Stillness and quiet interrupted by the occasional cry of a coyote or a bleeding of sheep. And I, today, even today, I continue to be amazed at the stillness of Christmas Day. It's like the whole world stops. It always seems to me like there's a holy hush that falls on the world when suddenly there's a knock on the door. Luke records it this way. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. Can you hear the knock? And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. 
you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. God broke in. Entered the world of humanity in the form of a little child born in a manger in the little town of Bethlehem. A virgin named Mary had given birth to the very Son of God. The shepherds may not have completely understood everything, but, but they knew enough to know that this was the event of all eternity. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men upon whom his favor rests. Luke records that immediately they made haste to see this thing that had happened. Of course. The first Christmas rush. And when the shepherds arrived, they found everything just as they were told. That's what Luke says. Just like the angel said. There he is. The Savior. The Christ. Jesus. The hopes and fears of all the years as we sing. Seven pounds of God. The eternal, condensed into the form of a little baby, wrapped and swaddled on the front porch of the world in a manger in Bethlehem. I wonder what the shepherds thought as they stood there that night, looking at the tiny child. I wonder if the Spirit of God whispered, look closer. Look closer. This tiny baby, wrapped in cloths, is the heart of of God on full display. Look closer. The wonder of it all. The wonder of it all. God moving in close, speaking to us as beautifully and as eloquently as he ever could. It's as if God was literally knocking on the door of the world and saying, I am here. I'm not going to ditch you. I am here, a pure baby for the messiest people. Celsus, a critic of Christianity who lived at the end of the second century, had a sneering disdain for people in general. He just didn't like anyone. In fact, you could probably say Celsus didn't like, and that would finish the sentence. He didn't like people, and he especially loathed Christians. He is known for his characterization of Christianity as a religion for the riffraff of society, of people who didn't matter. In fact, it is said that the Christians in the Kelsian picture of them dwell in the subterranean spaces of the civic world. They are the lowest of the low. They are the untouchables, the unlovables, the forgotten they ignored. They live as the earthworm dwells in soil under a rock, secretive and hidden from sight. I don't think he knew how right he had it. God loves everybody. Everybody. No one is riffraff to him. He loves slaves, 
women, children, street children, heroes, CEOs, immigrants and citizens, back pew people, front pew people, people on the platform, people who rarely come to church, dirty, clean, rich, poor, tattooed and pierced or not, married, single, confused or searching, outcasts and misfits, they are precious in his sight. God's heart on display. The cast of characters for the first Christmas. Poor Mary. Joseph, unknown. Shepherds, smelly, outcasts. No one wants to be around them. All while the movers and shakers, Augustus, the learned religious leaders of society, they all missed it. I love what uh, Henry Nouwen says. God says, in the incarnation, in the birth of Jesus, God says, I have loved you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. This is a fundamental truth of your identity. This is who you are, whether you feel it or not. You are loved by God. You belong to God from eternity to eternity. Henry Nouwen says, life is just this little opportunity that we have to say, I love you too. So God became like us. Some years ago, the group Five for Fighting, anybody remember them? If you don't, Google them. Frank's nodding, he gets it. They came out with a song and released it titled Superman. The hook touched hearts everywhere because the hook was this, it's not easy to be me. It's not easy to be me. We all feel that way sometimes, don't we? We all feel that way. Dreams trapped inside of us, constrained by expectations of others, feeling broken, lost, lonely, grief and sorrow in a season of joy. Chains of addiction feel like they're tightening sometimes. Lost and lonely, even in a crowded church, there are people in this very room. In this very room, who need to hear. God has become like us because you are wishing with every ounce of strength, you are wishing that someone, anyone, understood what you were feeling, what you were experiencing today. Jesus came to show us God understands our predicament and answers the longing in our hearts. I do know what it is to be you. How? Because he shared and continues to share our experiences. This is the wonder of Emmanuel. God is with us. The cross, the birth 
in Bethlehem happened in the shadow of the cross. Jesus would know in his lifetime what it is to agonize, what it is to be tortured, what it is to be tempted to the point. Sweating drops of blood. To be abandoned by his friends. To even feel forsaken by his father. Jesus knows what it is to be you. I love what the great preacher A.W. Tozer said. He said, man is lost but not abandoned. Had man not been lost, no savior would have been required. Had they been abandoned, no savior would have come. Right? Lost but not abandoned. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. We're not. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This time of year, it seems to be thicker in the air, but it's a reality that goes with us every day of the year. God is with us. This baby born in Bethlehem is exactly what we needed, a Savior to become small enough to enter our world and know what it is to be us. This is our hope, isn't it not? This, this is our hope. This tiny child wrapped so lovingly by Mary would one day set us free from everything that hinders and make the way for us to live forever free from sin and the grave. For this tiny child, wrapped in swaddling clothes, would one day be wrapped in grave clothes and laid in a borrowed tomb, the perfect Son of God dying for the sins of the world. And God left his heart at the door. Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know. Which is the bigger wonder for me just now? That God wrapped, was wrapped in swaddling clothes? Or that Jesus voluntarily allowed himself to be wrapped in our humanity? All I really know is this. Every year at our house, this is one of the more sacred traditions. Every year at our home, we read Luke's narrative before we open gifts. And I marvel at this simple truth. The size of a gift can fool you. Seven pounds of perfection is the hope of the world. Seven pounds of perfection. The hopes and fears of all the years. Seven pounds of perfection. Salvation from sin, forgiveness of sin, salvation to eternal life. Strength for the weak. Raises up the humble. A baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Jesus came to show the Father's love for the lost, the broken and rebellious people of the world. This world. This world. No wonder John said, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us. 
that God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. And I say to myself, I am so glad. I am so glad God knocked and left his heart at the door of the world. The great missionary E. Stanley Jones put it this way, if God thinks in terms of little children as Jesus did, cares for the leper, the outcast, the blind, and if his heart is like that gentle heart that broke upon the cross, then he can have my heart. He can have mine. Without reservation, without question. The greatest news that has ever been broken to the human race is the news that God is like Christ. We have seen Jesus, we have seen the Father. And the greatest news we can break to that non-Christian world is just that, that the God whom you have dimly realized, but about whose character you are uncertain, is like Jesus. It was true 2,000 years ago, and it's true today. We didn't sing it earlier, we heard the song earlier. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Behold, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. Could that be happening in your heart today? God is knocking. God is saying to you, revealing to you, I am here. If he is, simple prayer. God, I believe you came. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for my sin, to become the sacrifice for me, to give me eternal life. I receive him now as my Savior. Make me a child of God. Amen. It's just that simple. So if you prayed that prayer today, see me before you leave today. I'll be right up here. Nothing better to do the rest of the day. We don't have evening service tonight. But nothing to do the rest of the day. Pray with you. Talk with you. All right? We're going to wrap up this service by singing. Worship team's going to come and lead us, but uh, as they come, listen. For those of us who know this story, it is, it is really hard to imagine that millions of people, billions of people really around the world, will let Christmas Day pass without even realizing its significance, without even knowing what it's about. The stores that were filled with shoppers will be closed. It will seem like all is 
still, even QVC will shut down for the day. Yet many, many will miss. They'll miss it. So wherever your families gather, make sure the story of Jesus' birth gets told. Tell it often. Tell it for the sake of future generations or the day may come when those in our own families will miss this thing which has happened that the Lord has told us about. Tell it. Tell it often. Tell it everywhere you go. Go tell it on a mountain. And may all of your Christmas celebrations be filled with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Much better than a pineapple on your doorstep.